Let the church say amen. amen. It is indeed a blessing to be alive on this morning. It is a blessing to be in Christ on this morning, and it is a blessing to be in your right mind on this morning, knowing your first and your last name. Amen, somebody, without having to look on anything at all. It's great to be in the worship of the Lord. It's always a good thing to be among the people of God uh, because they are uh, just the best people in the world. Uh, the people of God, those who are following God's truth, God's word, God's instructions. I want to uh, just uh, commend Yam, our young adult ministry on yesterday for a very successful uh, mental health uh, community event on yesterday. Uh, we got a chance to meet a number of individuals who were not members of the body of Christ who were here on yesterday and uh, had some uh, interesting conversation with them and hopefully they'll be back to visit with us in our worship. Uh, also, we want to just along that same note, uh, thank Brother Kemp uh, Cornell for uh, heading up that ministry and working with those individuals and uh, just doing the job that they did and we look forward for them doing uh, some more uh, in the future. So uh, we are thankful to him and those individuals that work along with him. Uh, also, uh, next week we'll have the teachers meeting. We rescheduled that for next Sunday. So those who are teaching currently and those who want to teach, we want to meet on next Sunday. And uh, then we want to inform you of the youth night that is going to take place on March, oh, I'm sorry, May the 7th. Uh, from 6 to 8 here at, at the church building, so we're looking forward to that. And uh, we, we are asking members for uh, donations for our youth, and uh, if you have $5, 10 20 30 for the youth, uh, if you can, uh, just be sure to see Brother Kevin Fisher or myself and uh, say, say, Brother Vils, this is for our youth. This is for our youth. Amen. I think we ought to, we ought to really invest in our youth. And the whole church should have shouted amen. amen. Amen, somebody. And because you might not have a, a child now, but you once did. You might have a grandchild. Uh, if not, just wait. It's on its way. And uh, so we want to invest in them. So uh, just, just, just something. Uh, you might just want to donate towards uh, the youth ministry uh, that we can do those things uh, that we have planned for this year. Y'all doing all right this morning? I just wanted to keep singing this morning. I just wanted to keep singing this morning. Uh, those guys did an excellent job uh, with singing. I, I tell y'all better, better be glad I can't sing as a preacher. God, God knows who to give it to. And because um, I'll be tearing the mic up uh, every Sunday. Amen, somebody. Uh, but y'all doing all right this morning. Luke chapter 15 has been a very interesting study for us. We have been in Luke 15 the entirety of this month. Our goal and our object, objective have been to reach out to our members who have strayed and some who were online who were able bodies to come back. That was our focus this month. I think that the Lord has blessed us uh, to do a good job in that. We always want to strive to reach out to those who are lost those who do not know the Lord Jesus, 
those who do not have what we would call a spiritual working relationship with the God of heaven. And in Luke chapter 15, and we want to do other studies like this uh, during the course of this, uh, this year. I'm one, I believe that the church learns better in series uh, rather than a sermon from Sunday to Sunday on different subject matters. And uh, that's my belief. Uh, that's what I believe. Repetition uh, is a great teacher. And so with Luke chapter 15, and I've stated it already, to me it is the heart of God. When you understand Luke 15, it is the actual heart of God being revealed to us in Scripture. Now, we started off with Luke 15, 1 through verse 3, where we talked about the Pharisees and scribes. And the Pharisees and scribes says, this man welcomes sinners, and he eateth with them. So the Pharisees looked down upon Jesus and what he came to do. So Jesus welcomes sinners, and he also eat, eats with them. There was something that was called table fellowship, and I talked to you about that before. The associates are the scribes and Pharisees that they were known in that day. They were known as the associates. They did not associate themselves with anybody outside of their circle. If you were not a scribe, they didn't eat with you. If you were not a Pharisee, they didn't eat with you. If you were not a member of the Sanhedrin, the 71 member that was all male, they didn't eat with you, right? So when Jesus came, and Jesus is considered to be a rabbi or a teacher, they could not understand why this rabbi would go around and welcoming sinners, and then he had the nerve enough to sit down with them. Now the scribes and the Pharisees, or the scribes uh, and the Pharisees rather, they looked down upon the publicans, the tax collectors, or uh, and the and all the other sinners, right? So there were two classes. There was the tax collectors, worst kind of sinners, made up of Gabayas and Mokis. That's your big time and small time tax collectors. Then you had uh, the the sinners, right? Your robbers and your thieves and your prostitutes. They had two classes. They had the one that they just damned to hell. Those were the tax collectors. But then everybody else fell under the tax collectors because they were lesser, worse, if you will, than those who were working for the Roman government who was suppressing the actual people of God. So now, uh, we looked at all of those things. Remember, it is what? One parable that is shown in what? Three windows. It's not three parables, it's one illustration, but he paints it in three different ways. And he uses a sheep, a coin, and a lost son. And what he does is he is trying to get over to the Pharisees the reason why he's here, the work why he's here, but he's also wanting them to see the heart of God. And uh, the Pharisees, as I made mention earlier, we should never, never, ever become like the Pharisees. Never, ever think that you are higher, better, more than anybody else. Because you're not. We are here by the grace of God. We're not only saved by grace, 
but we are actually living today, right now, in this moment because of God's grace. You need to know that God did not have to wake you up this morning. But why you woke up this morning is because you have a set course for your life. Everybody has a set course. God does not sit around every day and choose who he is going to allow to live and who he's going to allow to die. That's not how God operates. Your life is already set before you. The Bible says God will give us three scores and ten. Seventy years old. Now that's pretty much the norm. That is not set in stone. Everybody will not make it to be 70 years old but pretty much that's the average and God says I'm going to give you three scores and ten and then he talks about he's going to give you 80 by strength and so today everybody has a what a set course I have a set course you have a set course you have to do the most from the set course that God gives you you got to try to make every 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 opportunity that God gives you make the most out of every opportunity every day every week every month and every year every birthday that comes around you ought to thank God for giving you that birthday every anniversary that comes around you ought to thank God for that ever anniversary every every day you get a paycheck you ought to thank God for the paycheck every day you put the spoon to your mouth you ought to thank God. Boy, you know, sometimes I just, you know, just for about a, a day, be good if God would just take the spoon and the, and the blessings away from some of us. Because we take for granted the small stuff that we think are small but are so huge to other people. We just take that food and we just throw it away. We just take them clothes and we just throw them away. Uh, but God is because his grace that we hear. But now watch this on this morning. We'll close out today with the prodigal on the Sunday. We'll close out the teaching class on this coming Wednesday with Luke chapter 15. And uh, there's a whole lot in Luke 15. And I'm telling you, it's the heart of God. If you really see it, you see it. It's, it's right there. It is who God is. It is what God does. Luke 15, verse 25. I want you to see something. Now, we already looked at the corn. We looked at the shepherd or the sheep and the shepherd, the corn and the woman. We looked at the prodigal son or the son who goes away, the wayward son who goes away, the wayward son who goes. And I like how God, 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 is, so, God is so magnificent. He's so, he's so, his scope is so wide. If, if God can't get you with this one here, he, he has another one. And, and he uses two sons. He could have used one, but he, used, he showed us two of them. Because, uh, I'll, I'll just give you this. You know, the prodigal leaves, right? The prodigal leaves, the, or the wayward son, the disobedient son, the insolent son. He leaves. And he goes to a far country. He goes to a far place. And uh, he leaves his little village. And, uh, but you know, both sons were lost. We, we see only one. But, but both of them were lost. We see one disobedient, but both of them disobeys the father. Watch this in Luke chapter 15 and verse number 25. Uh, the Bible says, now his elder son. And, and he, now Luke 15 gives you the, the, the ranking of the family. Remember it talks about the father, then he's the higher ranking 
member of the family. This fella is the second. He's in line for all that his father has. And then the third son who disrespectfully demanded his inheritance. And he says, now his elder son was in the field. See that? He, he, that's a good thing. Because the father taught his sons how to work. You know, one of the things is amazing to me. It's like pretty much after the uh, Generation X, if you will. Uh, I may say millennials, perhaps. That some folk just don't know how to work. And you know, sometimes Sister Connie Putman, we might have another Connie in here, so I need to know. And sometimes you go to some restaurants, let's use fast food, which is slow food sometimes, or delayed. <laughs> Watch them sweep sometimes. Watch these 16-year-olds and 17-year-olds. Don't know how to sweep. Got a broom, but don't even know how to use it. Sweeping the floor ain't sweeping the trash. That ain't sweeping, y'all. Wiping tables. You, you got to wipe the whole table. You can't wipe it in spots. Have you ever been to a restaurant and you come down and you can see somebody has been there, but the job is not thoroughly, and there's still stuff on the and if you're like my wife, now what I'll do, I'm a little different. You see, I don't like no trouble and I don't want trouble. I just sit down and I, I'll ask for and I'll wipe it myself. But my wife, help her somebody. Y'all need to help her there. <laughs> we go some places and I come back home and I just say, Dad, come here. Dad, you should have heard mom today. And I feel bad for them folk when we up at the drive-thru sometime and I just like, you know, you got to be a good husband, and I'm like, <laughs> it'd be best if I had Reese's seat. <laughs> and as he came and drew now to the house, you see this word right here? Y'all see it. I, wanna I just want to show you this word. House. You find house or either the word home in Luke 15 throughout, throughout Luke's writings. You'll find them in the passage here in Luke 15. You'll find house or you'll find home. This, this is a very powerful text, I'm telling you. If this don't shake you, nothing will. Because this here, is, it's about the house, but it's about the love of the father. And he shows us how he responds to the rejected son. He, remember we talked about how the son rejects the love of his father, but it was out of the agony and pain that the father was giving to his son, knowing that his son willfully rejects his love, but he still gives the very best to him. And we talked about the more you love, the more it hurts when you love somebody and they don't love you back. That's a terrible feeling. When God loves us 
and when he looks down at us, but we are not loving him like he's loving us. But every day he remains what? The same. I am thankful God does not change. He will not change because you don't change. He will not change because I don't change. God is the good shepherd. He goes out and rescues. God is the good woman. He sweeps the house until he finds it. God is the good father, even though in the face of a son who disrespects him, all he shows him is his love. Try that fathers, try that mothers, try that grandfathers, try that grandmothers, try that great-great-grandfathers, try that great-grandmother. Try loving them when they slap you in your face. Huh? When they do those things, you need to understand that it's love. Ooh, I tell you. Uh, uh, he says here, and I'm going to walk through this thing, and uh, he came and drew now. He's in the field, but he came close to the house. He, he was in the field. He was performing his duties to his father. Oh, I tell you, boy, you can, you, can perform, you can perform the duties of God, yet your heart is so far from God. You miss your shot on that, but I ain't going to mess with you. Watch this here. He heard music and dancing. He heard music and dancing. He heard music and dancing. You know, some of y'all think y'all going to hell because of music and dancing. That's in the text for a reason. There are times in your life where you need music and dancing. Somebody achieves something in life. It is okay to have a celebration. Y'all don't listen to music? Y'all don't dance? <laughs> he, he said he heard music. Where does the music come from? The house? Who gave instructions for the music? The father? Because he knows there are times where music and dancing is the need. Boy, sometimes we as Christians, boy, we can be just like them Pharisees. You go to one of them Christian houses, and you hear music, and you're quiet while you're there, but you get you jabber jawing when you get in the car. Did you hear that music, Dad? <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go. 26, 26. You all right, Sister Brock? You all right. She good. And he called one of the what? Servants. And asked what these things meant. He wanted to know why music and why the dancing. Why this celebratory spirit is taking place at my father's house. I didn't know anything about it. I'm working in the field. I'm doing what my father wants me to do. But I come out of the field from working, sweating hard, laboring for my father. And then I come out, and then I see that there's a party going on, but I'm working in the field. What's up with that? I'm working, 
they're partying. Huh. You know, there are different stages in your life. There are different places in your life. One person might have, you, you might be in a season right over here of enjoyment. Somebody else is in a season of work and no play. But just because you are in a season of work and no play, don't hate on the person who is in the season of See, everybody got a season of work. Don't, don't misunderstand. Everybody got a season to play. Everybody got a season of different seasons that are going to come in your life. Everybody has to go through the different seasons. They're just in a different one than where you are. But don't you look down upon anybody else because they are over there and you are over here. He says, he asks the servant, what, what is the meaning of this? Verse 27. He says, uh, and he said unto him, thy brother is come. Thy, your brother, your brother has come. And your father had killed the fatted, fatted calf because he had received him safe and sound. Now, that, now, 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 watch him, watch him now. Your, your brother, your brother, and I like, and, and watch what God does. He says, your brother, never ever forget this right over here. Thy brother. From the beginning of time, I'm, I'm telling you, it's all over the Bible. You, all, you see brother everywhere. You see brothers mistreating brothers. All, it's all in the Bible. It's, it's all through there. There's a reason why God put that in there. There's a reason why he put it in Because you and I need to learn from these things that have taken place before. And spiritually even more so, he wants us to know thy brother, thy brother. This is a member of Yourself, member of your family. This is a person who is in a relationship, whether it's biological or whether it is spiritual. They are in a relationship with you. He is calm. And watch this. And your father had killed, watch the language, and thy father had killed the fatted calf because, what is the reason? Because he had received, notice this, he had received, he had received him safe and what? He killed the fatted calf. That's, you can't get no better than that. You can't get no better than the fatted calf. Now, when the, when the oldest son heard this, and then the servant said, because he received him safe and sound. Watch verse 28. Watch this. And he was angry. <laughs> and he was angry, right? Go back to verse number 27. Watch this here. And he said unto him, thy brother is come. Go back to 28. And he was angry. Go back to 27. Thy brother is come and thy father had killed the fatted calf because he had received him safe and sound. Go to 28. And he was angry. Why are you angry? When your brother been gone for God knows how long, he's back now. But you're angry. Your father received, your father received, your father received him safe and sound, but you're angry. Hmm. And he was angry and what? And would not 
and would not. Sometimes the obstacle is inward and not outward. Sometimes we blame externals and it's internal. Sometimes we blame others and it's self. And he says right over here, and watch this, y'all. Nobody's angry. Nobody else is angry but him. And he was what? Angry. That's an emotion. And if you don't watch your emotions, will get the best of you. <laughs> he was angry. And you know what? My brother is back. My father killed the fatted calf. I ain't going up in there. But that's his brother. Hmm. And entreated. Uh, I, I watched it. Therefore, I came out. Ooh, yes, right here. Watch this. Watch this now. Are, are, you, are you ready for this? He says, uh, and for this reason, therefore, and for this reason. Now, I understand that what comes before that. What precedes that is connected to what follows. He says, and he was what? That's his emotion. That's his emotion. He's, he's caught up in himself. And would not go in. The heart of God. Therefore, or for that reason, therefore came his father When we don't go in, God will come out. Boy, y'all missing this thing here. When you don't go in, he was supposed to go in. That's his brother. You are supposed to go in. But just because something is supposed to happen does not necessarily mean it's going to happen. Because we ought to do certain things that we know we ought to do that's right, but sometimes because of our emotions, it's standing in the, in the way of the best you. Have you ever been there? You know you ought to be over here. But you right here willfully have made the choice to reject the opportunity to be your best self. But you like, hmm, I ain't going. It's grandmama's birthday. I ain't going. She recognizes all of the other grandkids and she don't recognize me. I ain't going. Why you want to steal the opportunity to be the best you that God wants you to be because of your emotion? Control your emotions and stop allowing your emotions to control you. Smoking, you're messing with my emotions, baby. <laughs> God came out. <laughs> God, God. God is showing through the Father that when we show our ugliness, 
he still shows his spiritual handsomeness. He, he, he does not allow us to screw up God's opportunity, moments. God is saying, I'm not going to allow you to mess this whole thing up. I'm not going to allow you to do it. God says, so, so here, God says, I love you so much. I know your emotions is getting the best of you. I know your emotions is controlling you and consuming you. But God says, I know that is not you this morning in the class that Brother God just taught this morning. We made mention in that class that who you are is different than where you are. You are a good dad. You are a good mother. You are a good teacher, but you don't always feel like it. Who you are is different emotions, anger, your emotions, thinking, feelings, thoughts. You can't allow it to get you off of who you are. You know you're doing this, that, and the other, but sometimes your emotions will mess with you. You're not this, you're not that, you can't be this, you can't be that. No, 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 no. You need to know who you are. Know who you are. And regardless of how you're feeling in life, you may, that, you may feel you right here, but who you are is different than where you are, and where you are is based upon emotions sometimes. All right, 29, watch this here. He says, and he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgressed. <clears throat> now what happens, y'all? Let, let me try to give this thing. What happened is, remember the son in the beginning of the parable? Remember the, the, the younger son. Remember him. He comes to his father and he asks of his inheritance that belongs to him. The Bible says he divided his substance between both of his sons. He did that in the house. That was private. This boy comes out of the field, never goes in. He's in the courtyard of the village. He's doing this publicly. He says, I ain't never sinned against you. But he's sinning now. Do not wait till the end of your life. Don't serve God for 20, 30 years in a powerful way. And then at the back end of your life, you start messing up. <laughs> Yo, that's the wrong time for you to mess up. And he says, watch, 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 watch. I want you to see his language. Watch what he says. And he answering said to his father, lo, these many. See that? Years do I serve thee. That's connection we serve God. He says, neither transgress or sin or miss the mark. I at any time, at any time, any time, thy commandment. See, what is... You, you probably never did it on the outside. That don't mean you never thought it on the inside. You don't have to, you don't have to do it to, for it to be a sin. Jesus says if you think of adultery, you say you already committed it. Now, that's not a license to go commit adultery now. Because I do think there are degrees in that. 
whether you do the physical or whether you do just do the thinking. That's another subject for another time. But he says, I serve thee not a transgressor at any time thy commandments, and yet thou never. Listen what he's telling us that. This is out in public. I, you never gavest me a kid. That's a cheaper celebration meal. That I might make merry with what? Man, I tell you, how much time I got left, bro? Shows? How much time I got left? Ten minutes? <laughs> I heard somebody say all day. <laughs> somebody say all day. <laughs> that I might make merry with what? Remember when he stated earlier, your brother, your brother came back? He didn't even want to, he didn't, see, this, this, this son was messed up. He did not want to celebrate with his family at all. No, I know he didn't because when he mentions about what I want for me, he didn't mention his family family. He says, me and my friends. But what about your father and your brother? And I like this. Watch this over here because I know you thought about it, Sister Brock. I'm missing. Where's the mother? You, you haven't thought? You haven't think about that? You didn't think about the mother? And the reason why he does not give you a mother over here is because the parallel and the connection is with God the father it's not it's not the mother what he does is in the second picture of the parable he give you the ways of a woman that's why he uses the woman with the coin because a woman sweeps the house a woman men your wife is the homekeeper i know y'all say y'all the king of the castle but but that's really the woman's place she controls that. She tell you what she wants. She tell you she want that sofa. She tell you she want that pretty rug. You know, she tell you, you know, all of that kind of stuff, right? Say amen when you can, brothers. We might have to come back and revisit that one. <laughs> he doesn't give you the mom because it's, that's not the picture he wants you to see. The picture he wants you to see is our relationship with God. And how far God will, how far God will, will go for you. And he says here, he says that I might make merry with my friends. Mm, 20, 30. Watch this here. Uh, but as soon as this, thy son was come. But as soon as thy, at this thy son. But as soon as this thy son. He didn't cancel him out as a brother. The problem is not the the problem is not the the celebration is not for is not for it's not for the brother. How you like them apples? It's not for the brother. The celebration is not for the prodigal son. The older son 
is looking at the wrong things. That's why some of us get caught up in our feelings because we're looking at the wrong things. Which had devoured thy living with harlots. Big brother, how you know that? You was, were you there? Let me tell you something, big brother. Nobody told you that boy was out with no prostitutes. The Bible did not say that. The Bible says riotous living. That can include a lot of stuff. It was the older son says. See, sometimes you let people talk long enough, they'll reveal their thoughts to you. Maybe that's what you were going to do if you walked away. You probably would have been with them harlots, but, but you don't know if your brother. Y'all going to help me with We try to sometimes put words in people's lives that we can't even see that's there. And watch this here. Thou hast killed for him the fatted calf. And no, this is in the courtyard, y'all. He's talking to his dad. I can just see him, you know. Your son was out there with prostitutes, wasting your hard-earned living, Dad, and you have done all of this for him, and you haven't even given me a, a you lamb, but you killed the fatted calf for him. This is in public. He's breaking law, y'all. The fella's breaking law. He says, I never transgressed, but he don't even catch himself what he's doing. He's, 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 can I tell you this? What happens to his younger brother is worse now. The older brother is shaming the father publicly. The younger done it private. His sin is out in the open. Ooh, that's a good little point. Because if your sin is out in public, you don't have to stand up in worship publicly and ask the church to pray for you. Oh, you're going to learn this one today. Oh, watch it. If it's private, you keep it private. If it's between husband and wife, you keep it between husband and wife. If it's between daddy and son, you keep it between daddy and son. If it's between grandmother and grandson, you keep it between you. You ain't got to bring that to the church because the church has no, <laughs> no knowledge of what happened in your house. But if you are there at Walmart, you don't slap the cashier. <laughs> now, because you have put God in an open display shame, now you need to come up in here and you need to say, you know, you know, they had you on channel, what that, what that channel is, nine, they had you down there, you know, a woman slaps cashier because she didn't give her the three cent that she wanted back and she slapped and wanted, demanded her three cent back for that and she caused a big scene down there at Katana uh, Walmart and you know, all of that and you know, now you have, now you, what you do is you go to that cashier and you tell that cashier first, I'm sorry. I, I behaved in a way that I know, I know better than that. You come to the church, you say, church, I have sinned. <laughs> and I ask the Lord to forgive me. I'm asking y'all to pray for me, right? That's how you handle that. That's why, that's why you, the reading is like it is. Thou hast killed for him the fatted calf, verse 31. And watch this here, let, let, let's go, let's try to. And, and he says, and he said unto him, 
Oh, there it is. You see that? It's a serious, very energetic moment. And you can watch the fall. I mean, you got to picture this in a village, dusty road, out in the courtyard, out in the open, the middle of the, of the main, main area. And they out there. The father came out because he heard his son would not come in. Father goes out there extending himself. He leaves the party, y'all, because his other son, he's, he's celebrating with the younger son, but he has to leave the younger son because his other son. You're dealing with one, you, you, you got one straight, but then the other one is going crooked. And then the other one was crooked when this one was straight, and then now it's even, you got it, you're going back and forth. Boy, that's, that's like parenting, it never stops. And he comes out there to get it straight. And his son is all in his face. And I can just see the father. Just see the father. Just listening to his son. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't get out there because by culture, by law, y'all know what could have happened? By culture, he could have ordered the servants to take his oldest son, bind him up. Bring him to a place, lock him up until the party was over. When the party was over, go and get him out of the room, to untie him, and allow the servants to beat him publicly. But you know what he did? He listened to his son. Well, sometimes all it takes is just some good listening ears. Sometimes you cut them off before they could even explain themselves. And without explanation, there can't be any comprehension or any understanding. You can't even understand if you don't even try to listen. Well, I'm the daddy and he the son, but you still have to listen. Well, I'm the minor and he the daughter, but you still have to listen. That don't mean that you can't listen. Ooh. And he said unto him, son, thou, watch this, thou art ever with me, and all that I have. Is for you. That oldest son thought that because the younger son came back and he wasted his living, that the father was going to take from what belonged to the older son and share with the younger son. And the father says, No, sir. He had his, he wasted his. I will not give yours to him. What belongs for you is for you. I don't care who, whatever God has for you is yours. But just because he wasted his does not mean that we cannot celebrate his return. Ah, uh, 30. Well, I, I, well let's, let's, got another, I got another verse here. Oh, that's it. There it is. It was meant that we. It was meant that we, it was meant that we make merry, make merry, and be glad. For this died, she brings it up now. This, your brother, was dead. Because once he left the house, he was dead, not only to the father, the family, but to the whole village. And is alive again. And was lost, and is found. Um. Uh, 
what happens now is the oldest son has a problem with the younger son, but his problem is really shouldn't be with the younger son because the celebration is not for the younger son. I'm going to read this to you. I can't explain it, but I'll read it to you. Give me the first, give me this thing here, Brother Kemp. Watch this here, number one. I want to read this to you. The shepherd puts his life on the line. Is that right? That's in the first picture. And if the shepherd never goes out, then the sheep can't come in. But notice this, the house. Jesus, it's, it's all about Jesus. Jesus put his life on the line for us. That's when he went to the cross. Good shepherd put his life on the line for that one sheep. We're talking about the 99, but, 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 but us, but the one, but us. He is the good shepherd. That's, that's Christ. I can't explain this here. I just wanted to give it to you, though. But, but, but he, is, he is the good shepherd. Number two, number two. The woman who searched the house, right? Jesus, I've been showing you the comparison. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. That's the picture of the woman searching the corn. The church must reach out to the lost. We must. We must. Whether they're lost in the house, whether they're straight away, or whether they're lost and have no relationship with Christ, that's our responsibility. Number three, the good father goes out before the son comes in because it is not in his power to save himself. Give me verse, give me Romans 6, 23. Watch this here. Remember the son who says when he was with the, with the pigs, about to say the hogs, when he was with the pigs, he says, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm paraphrasing. He says, I will go to my father. Y'all remember that? And I will say to my father, we call that the solution. He says, I will tell him I've sinned against heaven and I've sinned against you. Make me one of your what? Hired servants. What he wanted to do is, because he wasted the inheritance of his father, he wanted to repay so he can enter again inside of the house. But you cannot, you cannot, you cannot come up with no plan to save yourself. Because there is no plan good enough. Watch. When the son leaves the house, he goes to a far what? Country. When the father looks and see him coming way yonder, he runs to him. The father leaves to go and reach the son. He goes to him before the son can reach back to the village. You cannot get in the house without first of all dealing with the head of the house. You cannot make, you cannot just walk up in here and do it how you want it. You got to do it God's way. If you sin, you got to say, I sin. If you've been out there a week, you got to say, I need strength. You cannot conjure up your own master plan for salvation. It must be God's plan because yours ain't good enough. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is what? You dead. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, someone said, is is the gift of, is eternal life the gift of God or is eternal life the obligation of God? 
You got to think about that one. Is it his gift or is it his obligation? Hmm. You just chew on that a little while. <clears throat> For the wages of sin is dead. As we close, how many of y'all like that sheep? Like the sheep, the sheep in, in, in the parable? Y'all like them? You might as well like them because that's you and that's me. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. All of us, you're either the son who leaves the house or you the son who's in the house. <laughs> you're the coin or you the sheep. The real hero to the picture number one, to picture number one, is not the sheep. The celebration is not for the sheep. The celebration is for the shepherd. The shepherd must return to the house with the sheep. If the shepherd never goes out, the sheep never comes in. We celebrate Jesus and not the sheep. The real hero in the woman in the corn is not the coin. The hero is the woman who searches diligently. The celebration is for the woman's search and what she found. The son was focused on his brother and the party that was going on. The party and the celebration is really not for the son. It's because the father goes out and rescues the lost and finds him dead and brings him back alive. The, the sinner is not the, it's the, it's the father. If God never does what he does, none of us will be where we are. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. And as I take my seat, I want you to know, you're probably thinking about why we, why our leadership did what we did this month. It was all by design. If you didn't know it, it's by design. The goal was to get you in the house. The goal was to get you in the house. The goal was to get you back home. Luke 15 is about the house. If you look from the beginning to the end, everything was connected to the house. The shepherd was to bring the sheep back in the. The woman was searching for the lost coin in the. The boy left the. He came back to the. The boy left the field and he walked towards the. But he never walked in the. But after his father talked to him, they all went in the. He walks together with the father in the. It's about the. You, you got to get in the house, y'all. You can't be out there. You got to get in here. The father's not out there. He's in. Everything happens with the house. Woo! I'm going to tell you a secret, Brother Steph. I'm going to tell Brother Steph a secret. The parallel to uh, 
uh, the parallel, and I won't forget, the parallel is Psalm 23. I, don't, I won't do it. I won't do it. Psalm 23. That's the, that's the connection with Luke 15. It's a connection. And I'll break it down on Wednesday, but I want you to know something. Remember the last verse in Psalm 23? Remember the last verse in Psalm 23? Remember the last verse in Psalm 23? If you don't know it, open your Bible. Check it out. Huh? Psalm 23, verse 6. Brother Tyler, Psalm 23, verse 6. Surely. I'm, I'm going to show you all what it's about. This is, and, and folk miss this. And they're like, it ain't about me. Yes, it is. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will... In the, whew, everything, y'all, is connected to that house. <laughs> it's about the house. It's about who's in the house, about what the house represents. It's about the house. Christ saves the house, the church. If you're not a child of God this morning, you come by hearing this word, believing the same, repenting of your sins, confessing Christ, putting them on in baptism. You want to get in. You want to get in the house. The safety is in the house. If you are a child of God, you have sinned, you have error, you have strayed away. Whatever the case might be, you can say, look, I've sinned. I asked the church to pray for him. If you've been weak, you say, look, I, I need your prayers. I need more strength. And then when you ask the church to pray for you, then your job is to help the prayers of the church to work for you and work through you. That means that when the church pray for you, Go do what they're praying for you to do. You cannot ask people to pray for you, but you ain't helping no prayers. Y'all pray for me that I can be stronger, but you ain't trying to be strong. Pray for me that I can be a better, but I, you ain't trying to act right. When you ask the church to pray, make sure your mind is made up to do whatever you're asking the church to do for you. They can pray all they want. But if you don't have no heart to receive the prayers and no strength to operate and to carry out, then it won't work. And you hear people all the time, pray for me. I've said, pray for me. I need strength. You can't get it if you don't want it. <laughs> Smile. You're not smiling. Smile. That's my lesson to you today. He left the 99 just, just for me, you must be special to the Lord God Almighty. That's my lesson to you this morning. Why don't you come as together we stand and together we sing the invitation song. Why don't you come? Old, old story. Mm, our Savior came, came from glory. glory.